Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School in Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I wanted to remind you that Black women everywhere are shattering glass, so watch where you step. I am so proud of my soror, Kamala Harris, and all of the other women who work, who are um, advancing their lives and their careers through service across a myriad of industries. I am just elated um, to see Black women winning winning in the workplace um, and across so many professions. And I'm so proud to um, serve as a mentor to high-achieving women who are doing big things in their careers. Um, I think growing up and even, you know, as I started to learn more about different careers and industries, I would hear people say like, oh, you can't make any money doing that or don't nobody make any money in this or that industry. But from social workers to educators um, to public servants, I'm seeing people make more money and have more impact. And I think it is through um, mentorship and support and collaboration and partnering with one another that we lift as we climb. Um, And I'm a part happy and proud to be a part of that kind of support through Mentor Me programs. Um, I want to share that the Mentor Me Mastermind starts with orientation next week, the week of the 25th. So if you know you are a high achieving mid-level professional who's really looking to take your industry by storm this year and advance in a meaningful way, if you need expert level executive coaching to advance your career this year, then you definitely want to be a part of the January cohort of the Mentor Me Mastermind. The Mastermind is a 10-week executive coaching program for mid-level and senior-level professional women, and it takes you through the seven critical skills that you need to advance your career, plus practical applied-based strategy in managing up, supervision success, leading from where you are, navigating um, office politics, and positioning yourself as the foremost expert in your industry. This program will only be run one other time in 2021, and that won't be until September. So if you know you want to take action at the first part of the year, the January cohort is your chance. Apply to the Mentor Me Mastermind program at mastermind.mentor-me.org. That's mastermind.mentor-me.org. Apply today. Next up is I Digress, and this week we're talking making history. On this week's episode, um, and as we, um, when this episode is released, we will um, be on the doorsteps of a historic event um, of um, uh, President-elect Joe Biden and uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris um, becoming the new uh, President and Vice President of the United States of America. Our soror and Howard University alum uh, will become um, the first Black, the first Asian, and um, the first female vice president. And it's something that we're so excited about. So listen, as Marcy and I talk about making history, um, how and in what ways we personally are connected to this these historic events, um, and how we're processing fear, hate, and anger um, during this historic moment. So um, last week, Marcy Alpha Kappa Alpha, our sorority, celebrated 113 years of sisterhood and service and is the first MPHC sorority. What um, makes this history um, so special? And if you can speak to your own personal connection to it, um, please do. 
Yeah, I think the history is so special because it really makes me think about why the organization was started and what it stands for and what it means and for something to be so longstanding and to still be existing this much later um, and in more power and in more strength and in more positivity and in more just abundance. It's just a beautiful thing to witness and to see. And I'm just grateful to really be a part of that and grateful to be able to experience it and witness it and just say like, hey, these are my folks. <laughs> these are my people. This is my team. That just really means a lot. And I think that oftentimes I forget what it means when I'm not like directly involved. I know that sometimes I um, like I spend my energies in other places and other areas and maybe not as involved with um, AK as I usually am. But this idea that we're still interconnected and we're still we're a part of something greater. We're a part of this large community just feels really good. And so I'm grateful for that. Um, and even just like the people in the organization, like the things that I think that I'm accomplishing. And then I look out into the world of AKs and see all of the things that the AKs in the world are accomplishing. It feels really good. And to look and see that, um, my soror is the first Black female, Black and Asian female vice president. It feels really good to lift her up um, as a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I have a shirt that, um, a sweatshirt that says, Welcome to America, but it has the AKA in the middle of it. And so there's this sense of reclaiming, if you will, America. And like, even though it has a crappy history and it's awful and most days I really hate being here, um, there are those little small glimpses of things that feel really good. So I proudly wear that shirt. Like, y'all don't want us to be here, but now we're running the country. Um, so there's that part. So yeah, it feels really good. But how do you feel about um, our Sora being the first female Black and Asian vice president? I definitely feel that same sense of like ownership and pride. Um, I've been a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated for nearly 16 years. And like you said, to look at <clears throat> the women who came before me, <clears throat> whenever I think, oh, I'm really doing something, like I'm out here, like I'm really doing the work. And then you see our sorors, like the vice president, we have so many sorors who are presidents of universities, our, you know, just like leaders of organizations, philanthropic and business. It's just exciting to be a part of. And I think that <clears throat> Kamala specific, uh, specifically is exciting because I think that she really owns and honors her Black heritage. She recently posted something on social media, on her Instagram page, I think it was about like Black women in her life who she's really close with, Black women who have like really lifted her up and tutored her and supported her. She shouted out her next door neighbor and her first grade teacher, both Black women who she uh, feels like were second mothers to her. And I just like to be a, a black woman in this world is already special enough. And then to be a, a, AKA on top of that just feels that much more special. Um, and I do think that it is a historic and unprecedented and important piece of history, um, you know, to look at all the other people who have served as vice president in this country and to know that wall is going to now have the face of a Black woman who went to Howard and is my soror. feels really, really special. Um, and I'm excited about that. Um, and at the same time, I'm really 
feel bombarded and quite frankly, overwhelmed sometimes by all of the hatred and the fear um, and the anger that is invoked by nearly 75 million Americans who would rather her not serve in that capacity. And a lot of that is not, you know, different politics or different ways of thinking, but it, it is moreover like hate, um, dismissal and a dehumanizing. So that's hard to process, but like, how are you processing that? Like, how are you navigating, um, you know, this really special moment in history for us specifically and the hate that it invokes? You know, mostly ignoring it, honestly. Yeah. I'm really grateful for the pandemic causing us to not have to be around people. And I think I've mentioned this on the show before that I don't have to interact with people that don't share my views. And not to say that you shouldn't interact with people who don't share your views. I think that there is a lot of um, growth and wisdom that can occur in a space of sharing spaces with people who don't think the way that you do, but the, the toxicity and the hurt and the pain that can come from that space is something I don't have the time or energy to deal with right now. So it's really nice to not have to be so involved and engaged in that way. And I can get off social media and I don't have to watch the news. Like, honestly, no lie. One, I was working all day, but also the day that they stormed the Capitol, like, I didn't even know what was happening until my phone started blowing up and people were saying all these things. And so it took a minute for me to even have to snap back into reality because I want to be informed, but I don't want it to be flooding me. So what I tend to do is like, I have filters for how I get information and that helps a lot with balancing that. But I go back and I just say like, we've come so far and look at where we are right now and being able to see us being on this platform, not that that is the thing that is going to change per se the hate and the injustices that we're still experiencing, but that is a step in the right direction. And I guess just maintaining that hope and being able to say, we're still stepping in the right direction. We're still going closer towards a world that we want to see versus going farther away from it. And I'll always go back to the quote with the idea of like, it's not so much that this is just now happening. It's just that we have more access to it. Like we have the 24 hour news cycle, we have social media and black Twitter and all of these places where we can always get this information. So I don't really think that we've taken a step back. We just see it more and it's in our face more. And so I honor that history by saying like, yeah, this stuff was here. It's been here with us. I recognize the impact that it's going to have on it's already having on us, but we are making changes moving forward so that our next generations have it a little bit better and our next generations are able to speak up. And we're already seeing that. Like we're already seeing the kids stand up for themselves and advocate for themselves and be empowered enough to take on these big issues. So I know that we will continue to move in that direction in that way. And that gives me the opportunity to keep hope because there's always going to be hate and I do not subscribe to fear, but hate is always going to be there. And so I can't be consumed by that. I refuse to be consumed by that. Um, and I choose hope and progression over hate and fear. So how do you honor our history and keep it alive in the face of hate and fear? I think avoidance and ignoring is a practical strategy <laughs> like you've described. I also, my orientation is one of hope. 
I can't help it, right? Like my orientation is one of hope. I'm a I'm a very like in general, like I'm a pretty positive thinker. Like I'm a pretty like optimistic person. I'm like can typically see the bright side of things. Um, and so I think that like I honor by like keeping hope alive as corny as it sounds. And I think the other way I honor it is doing the work, like, right? So like I I see you out there hating and spewing hate and being ignorant and divisive. Um, and I am still like operating in excellence. I am still thriving. And I and I can imagine how challenging that must be for you to spew so much hate and to try to keep a people so far down and 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 to not succeed. That must be really quite frustrating for you. And so um to just know that I'm doing the work in spite of the challenges is something that I'm really quite honestly proud of. But then also I think um, something that I like keeps me going that because I it hasn't stopped me yet and it won't stop me going forward. And so here's to making history this year, this month on the 20th and for many, many, many years to come. And we digress. Next up is All Black Everything. Marcy, what do you have for us this week? So this week in All Black Everything, I just want to talk about um, a cartoon that I forgot to mention a couple of weeks ago, but I watched Soul, um, which is the Disney Pixar, I think it's Pixar, the Disney cartoon that came out, I want to say Christmas, um, that starred Jamie Foxx, and it talked about a musician who dies, and spoiler alert, if you have not seen the cartoon, <laughs> but he dies and his soul goes to the great beyond, um, but he does not want to die. He's not ready because he just got his new life that he was going to be living, and the cartoon, before I saw the cartoon, honestly, before I even heard of it, um, I read this article about it saying that, like, just crit a critique around Black cartoons and cartoons that featured characters of color and how on the screen they don't really get screen time so if we think about like princess and the frog within 30 minutes of the show opening she's a frog um there were other ones like coco i know that it mentioned that talked about him turning into this other form um a little quickly into the movie i'm sure there's another one that i'm not thinking of right now but they were basically like moana is kind of the first person of color that we actually got to see her being herself throughout the whole cartoon. And they were saying that Soul was essentially going to be the same way. Um, he turns into this little blue blob for the whole movie and it's just not fair because we need to be represented in our, our forms in the movie. And so I'm going into it just ready to be like, you know, angry and like, <laughs> this is not right. And then I saw the movie and I was like, now wait a second. There are so many black characters in this movie like he does not not be himself throughout the whole movie um and so I was kind of it took me a minute to I was waiting to get mad and then I wasn't and so, so I thought it was a very well done movie and I can see how people might have an issue with like it being a white woman playing the voice of him for a significant portion of the movie but I don't know I thought that it was a very well done movie it definitely got me in my feels um and I just loved seeing all all of the black characters like you saw his black mom and um, of course Felicia Rashad voiced her and then you saw the black co-workers and just the black there was a 
black barbershop scene, which I really love because I think that so much magic happens in barbershops. They like to think that they're therapists. Unfortunately, they are not. But I think a lot happens in the barbershop for black males that I think is a wonderful experience. So having that in there felt really cool. And I just, it was just a really feel good movie that centered um, black culture and jazz and the history of that. Um, Angela Bassett was in it. Oh, so, you know, like all of our faves were in it. It was a really good show. And even though I do think that like there is a critique to be made around black um, representation, even in the cartoon space, I thought that this was actually a really well done movie. And I would definitely recommend if you haven't seen Soul and you want to get a little bit in your feelings, I haven't spoiled it too much, but I would definitely encourage you all to check it out. Um, Ashley, have you seen Soul? Are you planning to see it? If you have, what are your thoughts? I have not seen it. I do plan to watch it. I think I was not ready to cry on Christmas Day. So I just, I've been in a delay tactic and I watched Bridgerton and I've like filled it with some other stuff, but yeah, I'm going to get back to it. Um, And I read all the critiques too, Marcy and ugh, people, they think so deeply like, oh girl, give it a break. Um, But, but yeah, I'm, I'm eager to watch it. And I do think that I'll have to kind of like go to that magic land where I'm not like operating from a space of critique and I just kind of like let it take over me and I get that good cry out. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll dive into that this weekend, but it is truly all black everything. When you talk about the characters, the locations, the way in which our culture is represented, um, it's well-placed for this um, segment. So thanks so much for sharing. And next up there's selfish tip of the week. Yes. So uh what, two weeks ago, um, a subset of our American population showed their entire behind once again by storming the Capitol. Um, and it just left, I think, a lot of Black and Brown folks particularly feeling overwhelmed. And not even, I will say even like our um, allies as well, feeling pretty overwhelmed um, for the Black and Brown people feeling traumatized, afraid, just disheartened and overwhelmed. And so on this week's session, um, I talked a little bit about just what it means to take care of yourself in the midst of social activism, um, what it means to be selfish and be woke. And one of the things that I think is really important is that we don't fall victim to martyrdom syndrome, that we are not out here like killing ourselves in order to be woke and killing ourselves in order to like save the world. That's not our job, it's not our role. And so when you think about what your role is in this fight, really make sure that you evaluate, like make sure that you take a step back to take an inventory and take stock of how you are engaged and then see if that's working for you. And if it's not, it's okay for you to be able to say, maybe I need to let this part go because if you are draining yourself and you are like making yourself sick and you are killing yourself for the cause, what's going to happen when you can no longer do the fighting anymore? Where, how are we going to be able to continue the fight if everybody's burning out before we get to um, the place of resolution that we're looking for? So let other people take up the mantles that they need to take up while you take a step back and replenish, reevaluate, and take care of yourself. So that is the selfish tip of the week. And I love the the idea of reframing and re restructuring. Um, I was talking to a friend earlier today and she like was just saying how she's having a tough week and like, you know, um, you know, feels really overwhelmed and da, 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 da. And, you know, 
without invalidating how she felt and, you know, completely dismissing like, oh, it's going to be okay. I tried to like give her some perspective of other things that I had seen as like a observer of her life um, to try to give her some perspective. And I think that having other people in your life do that for you or being able to do that for yourself is like a really important self-care tip to be able to reframe. Um, And I'm glad that you like remind us of that, um, that strategy um, and how powerful and important it can be. Um, so our last segment this week is TVT, and Marcy uh, has been diving into the uh, <laughs> the um, the canon uh, with one of our faves, Gabrielle Union. Um, so she's going to lead TVT this week with LA's Finest. Yeah, so we actually stumbled across LA Finest, uh, LA's Finest last week, and I pretty sure we had heard of it at some point but we actually saw it pop up on Netflix we're like oh let's look at this and it was actually so good I'm a little it's a little cringy the way that they like talk about race so much um so that it's a lot of like black jokes and but not in a way that feels offensive but like actually I laughed really hard at this um but she made a joke of like black man and Robin and it's tickled me but it's just a lot of that but anyway outside of that it's a really good show it's a spinoff of LA of floor it's a spinoff of bad boys so if you think back to I want to say it was bad boys two or three when Gabrielle Union came on and she was playing Sid and she was like the love interest of Mike Lowry um so it kind of picks up about five years after that where Gabrielle Union um Sid her character is the lead and her partner is Jessica Alba um, who also has a, a Mexican heritage as a part of her ethnicity. And so it's kind of cool to see two women of color um, who are leading this and just like kicking butt and taking names, honey. Like the fight scenes are great. Like I'm sure that it's some stunt doubles happening, but it still seems like it's them. And so I get really excited about that. They stand on their own two feet. Um, we're only a couple, a couple of episodes in, but the drama, honey, is already there. And so if you're looking for a nice action-packed, um, timely, like if things are really culturally relevant. So there was this one recent episode um, where this girl was like live streaming it's a little gory she got killed on a live stream but yeah it's a lot so I think though that it like it includes some things that are really relevant to our times right now which I really appreciate um the daughter Jessica Alba's daughter is super woke <laughs> if you will so she's a feminist and she's very rad um very like radical and extreme in her ways of growing of showing up so it's a really good show it's a lot of um, things happening. And I think it's a lot to like keep you plugged in and keep you entertained with. So if you like that kind of stuff, if you love bad boys and you're looking into seeing some bad girls, then I would definitely encourage you to check it out. Yes. And Gabrielle Union, she loves to play the police. Um, not only she, did she do it in bad boys, but she also was in Army Wives. Y'all know I told y'all uh, last year I binge watched Army Wives. I completed it so good so good so good like I'm telling y'all it's better than I thought it was gonna be watch army wives um I don't even I don't even know where I streamed it it wasn't like one of the Hulus or Netflix it was some like random Quibi maybe or something I watched it but it was good um but she played a cop on there too um for like a couple two or three episodes so um yeah like I and I liked her in that like I really liked her her character and like how she showed up there so I'm excited to check out LA's Finest right now I'm in the bowels of TV watching um West Wing. Um, and it's so refreshing to see um, a competent uh, commander in chief. So I'm in season three of that. I think it has seven seasons, but I might mix it LA's finest um, because all of 
uh, the spring shows are not back yet, right? Or they took a break, you know, I don't know. It's like, do y'all gotta observe MLK too? Like y'all shouldn't have to do that. Like, let's get let's get on with the getting on. Like, I'm like, why are y'all on break? Um, <laughs> but uh, but a lot of the, the spring shows took break. So I'm like in a lull right now. So thanks Marcy for giving me soul and LA's finest to hang on to until our spring shows get back. And like, they're coming back with a vengeance. Um, this is us. We got so much to cover there. Like, um, so we'll be back with TVT with lots of our fave false shows. Um, the resident is back and some really good stuff there. Oh, I don't know, Marcy, if you watched their first episode back, but girl, like tear jerker. So, 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 so good. So, um, we'll be, we'll be back with more TVT next week and we'll, we'll maybe dive back into our, our standards, the staple shows. Um, but that wraps up this week's episode of School on Life. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you tell a friend about School on Life. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Instagram at School on Life podcast. Uh, that's S-C-H-O-L-I-N life podcast. And then of course, check out our website at schoolandlifepod.com com that's s-c-h-o-l-i-n lifepod.com we'll see you next week school's out class dismissed